We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 185 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you? Well, healthy and alive, doing well. I'm glad to hear it. We got a lot to talk about today, don't we? We've got big numbers across the United States that we need to go over. We've got some cultural decline that we need to discuss. Maybe we could get into some geopolitics. I don't know. We were kind of we were kind of doing a lot of that in prep. Uh, we were actually we were just going over some um, some footage that was released by Finnish intelligence services of Vladimir Putin back in the late '80s, early '90s. Something is really wrong here, isn't it? Yeah, it, it uh, definitely does not look like the uh, charismatic, strong leader that they air him as. No, not in the least. But before we get started, we're not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. Unfortunately, you know, I, I hate that we don't do that. Don't you, Bruce? I hate that we don't do that because that's what sells apparently in the mainstream, isn't it? That's what they do all day. They push agendas that make people dislike each other and divide people, right? I'm going to be a little facetious and say I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we're not doing that now because I'm not seeing as much fighting from the American people as I hope and now I'm kind of like, well, maybe we should have done, uh, uh, gone for some money to, uh, you know, enjoy life before it collapses all around us. But, uh, you know, maybe I'm yeah, just being hey, a little dark. Know, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Bruce and his pessimistic, his pessimistic bunker over there. Yeah. Anyhow. So, like I said, we don't uh, we don't push fake agendas that make people hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. And we do thank the people that have already subscribed and have contributed to our work. You have no idea what that means to us and how much that helps us out. Thank you very much. Benefits to this, if you want to get involved in this, would include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, which Bruce and I were just discussing a little bit before we started. And I think that we're going to put something together very soon. So we're working on that. And it will be available for all subscribers across all levels. So no worries about that. 
You'll also have access to our behind-the-scenes uncensored prep sessions, which Bruce and I just did, where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product that you're hearing now. We probably won't discuss much of what we discussed in there. That was basically, those are more or less, those are podcasts in and of themselves. And we talk about some, we talk about just a little bit of everything in there. Uh, and that, again, that's that's uncensored, that's uncut. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake talking points, if you want to say, screw you to the mainstream media, like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work, and it will keep us going. So by supporting us, we can take action together and we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage like Klaus Schwab. I don't like that guy. I don't like him at all. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Bruce, where would you like to start today? Uh, I just want to quickly say about the little ad that we did there, technically. Um, I, I slightly disagree. I'm actually thankful for Klaus Schwab. I'm actually glad okay, there is a Klaus Schwab. All right, that's fair. Because that's fair. I, I'm tired of the cloak and dagger nonsense that's going on. And it's nice to have, even though he's just a face, even though he's just there for show, it's nice to have somebody to point out at least and, and be like, you know, to people you're talking to and be like, just go look this guy up and go look up what he's saying and, and kind of point them in the right direction. And it, so it's, it's nice having someone there. It's just, yeah, he's not, he, it's not, he's not the puppet master. No, he's not. So I, I do get your point. When I when I look at it in that context, I agree with you. I am glad that he's there in that sense. But still, you know, you, you've got to fight against him because yeah. if you don't, then I don't think any of us, we don't like where this is going to go. I don't think we want it to go there. But unfortunately, due to the inaction of a lot of people, I do believe that we're probably going to be forced to go there through no action of our own. So it's always that type that bring the fight to your doorstep. It is. Literally. Every time in history. Every time in literally history. No literally no action. Yeah. Literally, literally no action no of action. your own. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. That's to expand a little bit more on uh, what we were discussing, we're looking at doing an overtime session, possibly, because when we finish a podcast, we usually sit around and shoot the proverbial for about, oh, I don't know, sometimes an hour, maybe longer. And so we're looking at doing that subscribers only. Again, subscribers only. It would not contain any ads. It would not contain any sensors, none of that. It would be completely clean and open conversation. That's what we're looking at doing uh, in the coming days. So that is in the works. Uh, and we talked about that a couple of years ago. And then we thought, no, no, we just we don't have the time for it. Well, you know, now if, as we're picking up subscribers uh, and we do appreciate all of you for doing that. Now it's time to do it. We'll give you more content. So you want content? You like the content that we produce? We'll give you more of it. So on to the mainstream media. Again, you want to continue to support the mainstream media through your cable bills? This is what you're going to get. An MSNBC guest said that Biden's age is a benefit. <laughs> you see, it's a benefit. You see him him being older like this, it's a benefit. MSNBC political analyst Cornell Belcher claimed over the weekend that President Joe Biden's age was not only not a concern, but it was a benefit. I'm quoting here, Biden's even better positioned than Obama. He has a story to tell about his old age. You know what his age and wisdom, what's he been able to do? It's been able to pass transformative pieces of legislation no president has ev ever been able to do before. Um, yeah, because those 
things that he's passing are illegal. They're unconstitutional. Oh, That's why no president has done it you before. Didn't let, you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. Mm. If you look at where Biden is right now, it's mm. not that dramatically different from where the president campaign who I worked on at this time was going in 2011, right? You see, he's not much different than he was in, in 2011. You see, he's the same. Obama was running behind Mitt Romney and basically tied or running behind the whole cast of characters who were running at the time. I remember that race. I don't think Romney was ahead at all, ever. I don't think he was. He was he was slightly ahead because of one debate, because he had a gotcha moment. And then oh, he apologized for the gotcha moment and then lost his numbers again. Mm hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's it. So he went on to say that um, he's not overly concerned with poll numbers because they're likely to change over time. His concern, he said, was the uh, the story that each candidate has brought to the table because we care so much about the Biden story, don't we? Um, yeah, uh, I don't care at all about the, the Biden story uh, per se, uh, in the sense that um such a great and wonderful individual he is. The the part of the Biden story that I'm interested in is uh what what's the what's the con collusion stuff that you guys been doing? What's the what's the dealings with China that you and your your boy and the rest of your family's been doing? What what are these shell corporations? Where all's that money coming from? Where's it going? Let's have some more information, more light on that. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the American people are too interested in that. That this is this is what baffles me. This is potentially the most corrupt president in American history. And the American people don't care. No, they don't. I, I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised. But at the same time, I'm not because it shows the level that we're at, doesn't it? It shows the the hypnotic state that people are still in, you know, as if COVID wasn't bad enough. They're still kind of just in this this fog, if you will, where they just don't seem to to notice or care. And quite frankly, I don't know what drives people at that point. That 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 eludes me. I'm I'm not quite sure. I have I have an idea. Um, so I, I say that people don't care. Um, largely, I think people don't care because um, inflation is so bad right now. People are trying to figure out how am I going to afford food? How am I going to afford rent? How am I going to afford the the mortgage, the car payment, those kind of things? Um, how am I going to get that car repair um, that you know I can't get? Or in some cases, how am I just going to afford a car? Because uh, even even uh, used cars are the most expensive uh, that I, I, I think saw, the Americans had ever seen. Yeah, I saw the uh, the price of a used car, a, a decent used car, the last time I was in the States, and I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. The days of the $2,000, and I thought that was even crazy, the days of the yeah. $2,000 used car are long gone. Long gone. Yeah. In fact, um, to give you an idea of that, a taste of that, a loaf of bread, seven fifty for a loaf of bread. The town seven, I used to live seven in, dollars seven fifty seven where dollars you and fifty are. cents. Where you where are, at, where I'm at, where I used to live, which is four hours away from here uh, to the east uh, in Missouri, it's nine seventy five. What's for milk a loaf of bread for asking. the same? I don't know. I don't buy milk. Oh, you I, don't buy. I milk. honestly don't. I don't know. Bread. So seven fifty where you are. Seven, so where I'm at, yeah, seven fifty. Yeah. Okay, it's worse than I thought. That's that's crazy. Uh, you know, maybe now, it's yeah. Go on. Let me let me be fair in saying that the the bread I get is it's a little different than your average you know white bread loaf. That I think is a little over 
five fifty, six dollars, somewhere in that Even range. So. I, I get Even so. That's a like loaf. that's like eighty cents or or should be. You know, in in sound money days, that's what yeah. it should be. Even that's a little high, but that's what it should be. I I don't remember bread growing up costing more than I want to say it was like eighty cents to a dollar, depending on what you got. You know, if you got like the specialty ones or something like that, but. You know, back then as a kid, they didn't really have too much. It was just white bread or wheat bread, and that's about all you got. Uh, I guess they're not actually giving them the, the cost of what it is. Mm, they're giving what the recommended whole. Okay, so one gallon of regular milk, they say, is $3.10. Okay, that, that's uh, even so, that's a tripling of the price in 30 years. Because I recall that when I when I first was able to understand the prices of things, you know, how you you know, you're a kid and you're going through and you're learning the price of like how to do groceries and things like that in, in your math classes. I remember uh, a gallon of milk specifically. It used to be a dollar nine uh, for for a gallon of milk. And now you're saying it's it's well over that. OK, so the price has gone up three uh, three times in 30 years. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, there's a there's a local chain here. Uh, they're not listing what the price is online. Unfortunately. Well, either way, even if we're looking at the national average, you know, it's still entirely too high. Uh, but yeah. you know, no, I, I understand your point. I understand your point. So people are probably just looking at it in the sense of, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? So in in a sense, it's not that they don't care. It's that two things. One, they don't have time to care. And two, those that do have time to care don't care because they've given up. There's also an argument to be made that there there are some people that they do care. I'll give you an example. Um, you have the election stuff going on. The caucus uh, will be, what, Iowa caucuses will be, what, in, uh, how many months is that? Like three, four months? Something uh, like that. Actually, they just changed it, didn't they? Isn't it next month? October? Uh, I thought it was January something. Uh, January? If they just changed it, I hadn't heard about it. Um Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like January or something. Okay. I, um, I thought it was a little bit warmer because they do the whole, you know, the, the corn thing out there, don't they? No. I I, I was under the un understanding that it was uh Janu like January 14th or something like that. That was the okay. whole, because the, right. the whole lawsuits with Trump and everything was going to coincide oh, yes. with that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So uh, the argument there, though, is uh, when you look at the polling and everything, you look at that, people are... Um, they are staying active, at least in that point, uh, with politics and everything. It's just a matter of they're not they're not really taking sides yet, not because they're undecided, but because it's they've already taken a side like Republicans are staying Republican and Democrats are staying Democrat, but they don't know who they're voting for yet. So there there is an element that uh, maybe it's a they're, they're just uh I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm. I'm trying to be positive, and 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 I'm struggling to even just be positive in this because uh, honestly, I I think Americans are done, and they're just not interested in in the whole politics and the the whole uh, collect. Okay, we kind of talked about this a little bit. I hinted at it. There has been some poll polling and social media posts and all kinds of stuff going around lately, um, talking about how uh, this whole border crisis that we have with the illegal immigrants and whatnot, that's going to spur the Democrats to uh, change their way of thinking and, and all. Um, no, no. How long has this border crisis been a crisis for? How long have we been dealing with illegal aliens? There's audio of current politicians 30 years ago talking about border security 
and they've completely flipped now. They're they're no longer for border security, but it, it it's just looking at it from the sense of we've seen people been murdered, uh, we've seen people raped and murdered. Uh, there was one that I I mentioned. I I forget what the the woman's name was, but uh, she was raped by a illegal that was working for a Republican major donor on their farm. The illegal confronted the woman that was out on a jog, and uh, she turned him down, turned his advances down, and then he raped and killed her. That wasn't enough for that family uh, to raise a stink or to... uh, No, instead, the father said, don't use my daughter's death as uh, a political weapon. I'm sorry if, if my daughter had that happen. I would not be, I would not be a, a very um, kind individual. The very best that that individual would have gotten that, that raped and killed uh, would have been life in prison. That would have been the kind thing he would have received. You know, the United States takes in around a million a year. We legalize around a million per year. We have for the last 30 years. The last I checked, that is legally by the book, that is more than any other nation on earth. Yes. And, and yet we're seven to nine million illegally coming across since Biden took office alone. Yes. I, I have heard those numbers. I, I've heard they the media tries to downplay it. They try to say, oh, it's only three million or it's only three and a half or something like that. No. And it's been that if for you 20 had years, it's yeah, it's been that for 20 years. And you notice that they've always been saying uh, we need to legalize 10 million that are here illegally. You notice they've been saying the same number for 30 years. They've literally been saying that yeah. since the end of the 90s. Yeah. So. I, I don't buy those numbers either. That I was think, supposedly shot down, by the way. The the DACA thing recently? The that DACA was supposedly thing, yeah. shot down. Yeah, yeah. Recently, a judge shot it down. But anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's fine. No, it's it, no, it's no it's a good point to bring up. We're told all day that we're racist, we're bigots, we're xenophobes, we're, we're whatever, if we don't want people coming in across the border. Bruce, you and I were having this conversation in prep. Mm-hmm. I hear representatives... In Congress, that are down on the border with their photo ops and everything. These are these are Republican members of Congress. I heard audio of them this morning. They're down there giving these grandiose speeches in front of cameras, in front of people that are going rah rah, cheering them on, and everything else about how the border's a problem. They're listing the drug cartels as the problem. They're saying the Sinaloa's, the Los Zetas, and, and everything else. The, these drug cartels. That's the problem because, well, indeed, they're the ones that are trafficking the people across the borders, aren't they? That's the pack mule is what that is. That's all that is. I don't hear anybody in Congress talking about the violence from the drug cartels and how that's being perpetuated. I don't hear that at all. Not one bit. What you hear is that, oh, it's the drug cartels. Oh, and the CIA is in business with the drug cartels. Are they? Are they really? I'll tell you what. I have a different theory. In fact, it's not even a theory. It's not a theory that I have. It's hard fact entered into our Senate record. We have got two generals of Northern and Southern Command sitting in front of our Senate Armed Services Committee, and they are begging our senators. They're begging them for resources, not money. Money would be one thing. They're not asking them for money. They're asking them for resources to fight Russia and China in Central and South America because we are having the tables run on us south of the border. You want to know why Russia doesn't have the GRU deployed in Ukraine? We've been trying to figure out where they are. I'll tell you where they are. Their most forward deployed position in the world, not in Europe, not in Russia, 
not in Asia, not in Southeast Asia, not in Africa, is in Mexico. The GRU, the Spetsnaz, are in Mexico today, right now. What are they doing there? Again, not my opinion. They are working with the Mexican drug cartels. They are supplying them with ammunition, small arms, military helicopters, military vehicles, armored personnel carriers. They're working with China to ship in the precursors, the chemicals, to manufacture deadly opioids that are being shipped into the United States through the drug cartels to wage chemical warfare on our country. To put this into perspective, the United States, our country, is experiencing a 9-11 every 72 hours because of just the fentanyl. Now, it is not that difficult to figure this out. This is not my opinion. And if I sound angry, it's because I am. We're ignoring the obvious. We don't have anybody with any guts. No statesmen, no true statesmen want to stand up there and call this bullshit out for what it is. Again, it's in our Senate record what I'm sitting here saying. I have the physical transcript of it, and I have video of it available for anybody that wants to see it. So we're blaming the Border Patrol. I truly believe the Border Patrol wants to do their job, but they're handcuffed. Anytime you see a video come out of a, a good Border Patrolman that actually tries to stop somebody at the border, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, they get fired, they get reprimanded, they get reassigned. So what's the point if you're a Border Patrol agent? That's demoralizing our Border Patrol. We can't have a wall because that's to we're told it's racist. We can't have any kind of a barrier whatsoever. You put Constantine wire, razor wire up, the administration will hire people to come down there and cut it. The drug cartels were, as, as, a, as an elected representative, I don't care if you're right, left, or center. I really don't give a damn your politics. We're blaming the drug cartels when we've got our own military generals, two of our top generals, Northern and Southern Command, sitting in front of our Congress, begging them for resources on the record, telling our senators what in the hell is going on in that part of the world. And no one in Congress who goes down there and grandstands in front of those, those lovely mainstream media cameras, nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to mention that. Oh, why not? Because they're a partner. Remember? They're not an adversary. They're a partner. Oh, by the way, those two generals, they were asked point blank by the chairman of that subcommittee, do you consider them to be partners or adversaries? They say, well, the mainstream talking point is we consider them partners, but we look at them as adversaries because that's what they are. You want to know why your streets are flooded with heroin? Do you want to know why flyover country where Bruce and I come from? Do you want to know why you've got drugs all over your streets? You want to know why Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, D.C., any of these cities? You want to know why you've got drugs crawling all over these places? That's where it's coming from. But yet we continue to deny it. We don't even pay lip service to it. We just say, oh, the drug cartels. Well, you know what? We really need to consider them a, an international terrorist organization. OK, who are they backed by? It's like we're, we're treating a gunshot wound with a Band-Aid. So until we actually address this problem now, who am I? Right. I mean, it'd be one thing if I was a general. If I was a general sitting in front of my senators who I'm actually accountable to, it'd be one thing if I were sitting there and voicing my opinion to them, I would like to think that they would listen, but they don't. They just continue to say the same garbage day in and day out. Yes, we hear you. We hear you. We want to get you the resources that you need. Thanks a lot. Thank you for your service. We'll see you next year. We don't have another year. I agree. This is something cut. I, watching those videos, I've, I've watched... I've watched a few of those videos and the interactions and whatnot. Um, in fact, some of the some of the ones I'd seen, uh, we had gone over. Uh, 
you know, this is another... Okay, let me give you an example. Abortion. Abortion for the right and the left has been a huge donation point. Uh, it's a talking point to rake in cash. Uh, support me and I'll either abolish or, you know, uh, expand abortion, right? Whichever side it is. Um, now they've lost that on the right. Uh, they they had to take action, basically. And um, now they've lost a big cash cow. Uh, the border is exactly that right now for both the left and the right. It's a cash cow. The right can continue saying, oh, the border, we, we, we got to get border security and blah, 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 and 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 then at the same time do nothing. So the border doesn't improve. And then they go to their donation uh, fundraising events and and say, oh, give me money so I can continue fighting uh, to get our border secured. That, that's what's going on here. While at the same time, we're having uh, illegals come across the border that are largely of military age. We're, we're talking like, you know, 18, 25, somewhere in that range, maybe 30 up to like these are young men that are coming across. Hey, there was a, there was a video here. Uh, what was it? Eagle Pass, I believe, in, in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Um, there was a video just just surfaced here recently and the just lines uh, of, of men coming across, not not starving women and children seeking asylum and, you know, going through political persecution, which is what asylum is supposed to be religious or political persecution. Uh, no, 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 that's not that's not happening at all. Uh, they're coming here to reap our benefits. Uh, well, that that that's being generous. Yeah, Bruce. Um, Look at all the starving women and children. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Not a single woman among them. I've seen one child out of the 40 or so people we've seen so far. Oh, these are just the ones that are just forming the line. They're they're jumping off of the train here. Mm. Yeah, they look like they're doing pretty well for themselves too. Middle class, you know, lower middle class. Now again, you know what what are they doing here? And you say, well, uh, they're fleeing uh, violence and they're fleeing economic. And well, of course, if you listen to any mainstream politician, they're saying, well, these are you know, lunatic politician. They're saying these are people that are fleeing climate change. Um, mm, no, no, absolutely not. That is not what this is. If you look at the deployments of what I was talking about earlier, the military intelligence of Russia and China. What's the second largest demographic outside of Latinos that we are apprehending on that border, Bruce? Uh, well, there's, uh, I don't know, actually know what the, the second largest because oh, I do. There's Chinese and Russian and uh, there Middle you Eastern go. And there you go. <laughs> Chinese. Yeah, we're, we're actually getting Chinese uh, nationals that we are apprehending. Oh, there's a woman. There's there's a woman right there. You see that? There, mm. There's one. Um, yeah. But we're actually apprehending Chinese nationals on that border to the tune of around 10,000 a week. A week. This is between the ages of 18 and 35. Last I checked, that's military fighting age. Mm. Would those happen to be, I don't know, People's Liberation Army operatives? Maybe? Possibly? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me see. China, Latin America. I think there's a little bit of a land difference there, isn't there? Just a little bit. So how are they getting there? Hmm. Couldn't be the fact that the Chinese are running the tables on us on all the ports down there. Couldn't be that. No. No, of course not. So I'll remind you, who's heavily invested in Latin America now? Russia and China. They've been in there. That's not a secret. The Russians have been in communist Venezuela since the mid-60s. They're still in there today. They have Russian troops in Nicaragua right now supporting the Ortega government, the communist government, the Sandinista government. They're in Mexico supporting the drug cartels. They're trying to muscle us out right now in Colombia. 
we've actually got a good working relationship with the Colombian government. They're trying to muscle us out right now as we speak. The Chinese have their Belt and Road Initiative all throughout South America. So could it be that in these places they are, I don't know, paving the way for these migrants to come up from the south of the border? I, I think it's entirely possible. We shouldn't. <sighs> We shouldn't exclude the possibility. Now, if you think that's just crazy, okay, well, let's go over to Europe, right? Let's look at the European southern border coming across the Med. We're looking at videos day in and day out, non-stop inflatable boats rolling up onto the beaches in Spain, in Italy, unloading hundreds of fighting military-age men. Who's in Africa right now? The Chinese Belt and Road Initiative all throughout Africa. You can't blame this one on the West. I'm sorry, you can't hang this one on us. The Russians are operating in there with Wagner, making sure that those wedges get driven where they need to be driven. Immigration, just like the drug trade, just like the opium, is being used as a weapon. If this is not obvious to people, I can't help you. I cannot help you. If you can't, if you can't use some simple common sense on this one, then I cannot help you. For those of you that believe that communism collapsed 30 years ago, I really can't help you. Got a bridge in Arizona I want to sell you. Uh, you know, these people that are coming across, they're yes, I agree with you. Uh that they're they're um they're they're going to be the armies that the uh Russian and Chinese use. The 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 other thing is though, okay, that that is the Root of the cause, if you will, right? That's the root of the problem is Russia and China. However, mm -hmm. well, I no, think no, no, something no. I, else. We need to be clear. Marxism, Leninism, revolutionary communism. That's what's being done here. And they are the ones that are the bases of it in Russia and China, right? And the reason, the reason that I point that out is because the successful, the successful Marxist revolution took place in Moscow. That's why they believe that they should be at the forefront of it. So. I'm I'm uh, curious at the same time do you, in history. Do you remember what the Romans did? One of the one of the key things that they did that kind of was their downfall. What was the the, the Foreign Legion? They started hiring people that were yeah mercenaries, soldiers, mercenaries. Yeah, yeah that were from other countries that they yes. had conquered. Yeah, and then that ended up biting them in the ass. Um. It would not surprise me because history seems to repeat, uh, repeat itself or it rhymes at the very least. Uh, it would not surprise me if our government started hiring these illegals because, you know, we, they, they, need, they need work as well and start using them as, um, I don't know, IRS uh, tax uh, investigators or whatever the hell they're calling their um, policing arm or... Um, Ah, you know, maybe climate change. Maybe, maybe we could have something on climate change. You know, where they start confiscating people's like gas stoves or or uh, gas um, hot water tanks or you know th those kind of things or gas vehicles or or maybe it would not surprise me if if they started hiring illegals to do those types of things. Well, they are in the process of creating these departments already, right? We talked last week about the climate core that the Biden administration is creating, but they didn't yep. specifically say who would be hired in any of that, did they? No. No. They just simply said those that have the skills that they're looking mm. for. You mean the authoritative skills? I mean, what else do you need? Now, if you bring in the World Economic Forum and you look at what dear old Klaus and his ilk want to do, what was it that we talked about as part of one of their goals of the Great Reset? Oh, that's right. Today's refugees are tomorrow's CEOs. Bruce, I think you're on to something. Yeah. So I'm... I. 
The other the other concern I have as well, um, we've been having um, illegals come across the border uh, for as long as I've been politically aware. Uh, and it's been a problem. And like I said, we've seen video of uh, uh, the same Democrats and Republicans uh, claiming we need border security. This is not a new thing. I'm concerned that the numbers are so great that um, it, it, it's going to be messy when the government starts. Yeah, I, using I don't those see. People. Yeah, I, I don't see how it's quite frankly, I don't see how it's sustainable with the amount of people that are coming in. I, I don't see how um, there was a question that was asked by one of the useless mainstream people the other day to Corinne Jean-Pierre. And the question was simply this. How many people is enough for the administration to come across the border? And she didn't even acknowledge the question like she didn't even understand it. And it's like it, it's really simple, lady. How many people is enough? Now, going back to um, going back to China, you know, we can talk a little bit of geopolitics here uh, and what we what we think. Uh, th again, this is just our opinion based on what's happening. I don't see how China doesn't move. I think that China has to move and I think that they're going to make a move on the US. That's just my opinion. But I don't know how soon that's going to be. I have a feeling that they have to do it now. I don't know how they can do it now because I don't believe that they are ready. Now, if they're going to cross the Pacific, they need the Russians to do it. But I, I don't see I, I don't I don't, I don't any see longer how. I don't okay. I don't any longer think they're going to physically they're already here. Well, there all is they that, have to yes. do. Yeah, there is that. all they have to do to destabilize us at this point is trigger another George Floyd trigger. It, it, right now, it's a tinderbox. So let's or trigger something. We've out. got or knock part or of the grid out, knock the grid out. So, like they they only have to really kind of set a match down at this point. Everything's so dry and so ripe for just an explosion like this stuff could explode in a heartbeat we have the illegals over here so many illegals over here you could have something um well we don't really know why they're over here or how they're getting over here or what the the under the underlying reason they're here this could be part of a plan of theirs to um trigger some kind of just Riot, insurrection, not not even insurrection, just just enough to cause damage here on the home front to then get us upset with our government, right? And it, it would just cause more infighting and and cause more tor turmoil there, and would destroy ourselves. Well, if you look at the uh, Russian strategies and the the Chinese strategies in that sense, they're quite open about it. They would rather, as in like just the socialist camp, right, which is what they refer to themselves as, they would rather us fight ourselves. Right. They, they would rather just have everything softened up enough to where they can just walk in. We don't need to play that card because that's the card they want us to play. We don't need to go down that road. Now, I've also heard another theory on this, uh, and it's it's interesting you, you bring that up the way you, you said that, well, they're already here. That's true. This also means that they could have weapon caches set up around the country for them already. If you don't understand how that works, go study the Tet Offensive during the Vietnam War. If if we think... Um, our government might possibly be compromised, just possibly. Possibly. Uh, what, what's with all the uh, hollow point ammunition that they've been buying up lately? Um, what, what, what's, what's all of that about and storing up? Like, there, there's been some questionable things going on. Yeah, hollow point ammunition you can't use in war, by the way. It's against the Geneva Convention. You can't use that against another soldier. You can use it on your own civilian populace, but because your safety, right? 
a law enforcement officer using that, it, one, it's going to have more stopping power. And two, the round's not going to penetrate a wall, for example. Let's say the officer misses, uh, the round is more likely to mushroom and um, basically disintegrate, more or less. Turned into a, a, a vapor and, and bits of shrapnel um, when, it, when it hits a hard surface. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's for your safety that law enforcement uses hollow point ammunition. Um, it, not to mention, <laughs> they, they complain, they being the elite, complain about the, the, the civilian populace having things like uh, 556 ammunition or 223, whichever one you want to say, it's more or less the same, similar caliber. They, they they say we shouldn't have that ammunition because it uh, it tumbles. It um, is designed to cause more damage. So when it when it impacts the human body, a seven six two round or uh, you know larger rifle round punches straight through. Five five six tumbles. Little 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 kind of physics lesson for you there on on firearms. It 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 does more damage. It's designed to. Um, remove an enemy soldier from the field it may not it, it, the thing is is it may not kill them right that that's the thing it doesn't have as much stopping power but because the round tumbles it's going to cause more damage so then it's going to require um both the soldier next to the guy you just shot it's going to require him to help his buddy um you know and and carry him off to safety whatever so you've effectively removed two to three soldiers off the field with injuring one anyway that's the original reason we use 556 five, but the American populace shouldn't have that. That's one of the arguments they have. No, of course they're, not. They're using they're, they're using hollow point on us. I, I just you don't need that kind of stuff. You don't need those weapons of war on because that's what they say. You don't need those weapons of war in your home. You don't need them on the street because well, what did you say? All they need is another George Floyd style thing. That's that's mm -hmm. all they need. Yeah. Take a look at Philadelphia last night. A looting of an Apple store uh, in downtown Philadelphia last night. And if that's not enough, oh yeah, you got a whole bunch of Apple devices there. If that's not enough, let's take a look at uh, what is this, uh, Lululemon? Um, and of course, everything else that was on the strip uh, that night. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now, the media, you know, the lovely mainstream, impartial, non-biased mainstream media, um, they're, they're reporting that this was... Nothing more. Record this, record oh yeah, record this. it. Yeah, nothing record more this. than just some some juveniles were out uh, causing a little bit of trouble, right? Just just some juveniles. Now, Bruce, I want you to take a look at this one. This one in particular. Uh, this is a um, this is a social media influencer that has a following of about one hundred twenty five thousand. Everybody must eat. Everybody. Must Everybody eat. must eat. Uh huh. Yeah, you see, those are starving eat. people. You see that? So you get the idea. That is the kind of um, event 
uh, that I was talking about that we already have going on. And thanks to the George Floyd incident, uh, we showed that, um, well, there's nothing will be done about those uh, kinds of riots uh, and looting. I'm, I'm, um, unfortunately, when you allow society to get to that point, how do you, how do you stop that? Well, <laughs> there is a way to stop it, but hey, you know, we can't, um, we can't go down that road, can we? We can't go down the road that we've gone down before. Um, this is Mayor Daly on how they solved the uh, the looting problem back in the day. I said to him very emphatically and very definitely that an order be issued immediately under his signature to shoot to kill any arsonist or anyone with a Molotov cocktail in their hand in Chicago to fire a building because they're potential murderers and to issue a police order to shoot to main or cripple anyone looting any stores in our city. And above all, the crime of arson is to me the most hideous and worst crime of any and should be dealt with in this fashion. I was disappointed to know that every policeman out on the beat was supposed to use his own decision. And this decision evidently was his. In my opinion, he should have had instructions to shoot arsonists and to shoot looters. But see, we can't talk about that this day and age because, well, you see, we we have feelings and we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So we can't we can't talk about that. By the way, that's the uh, Chicago riots and the Chicago fires back in the day. And oh, by the way, uh, they stopped all that in 24 hours. Everything was put down in 24 hours. The entire civil order was restored in 24 hours after that order was given by that mayor. That is exactly uh, the kind of action that needs to be taken. Unfortunately, uh, the American people don't have stomach for that. They, they, they can't stomach that kind of. No, um, no, not now. No, they can't. No. Well, it's we can't even <laughs> Bruce, like I said earlier, we can't even get people in Congress. These are supposed statesmen. I say supposed because they're not even real statesmen. These are people that should damn well know what's going on. Why should they know what's going on? Because it's their responsibility to know what's going on. That's why you're in there, Jack. That's why you're in that office. That's why you have security clearances. That's why you have government clearance and accesses to that kind of information. But see, here's the problem. You rely, as an elected representative in the United States Congress, House or Senate, you rely on people in the intelligence agencies to be giving you credible information with your security clearances, don't you? You rely on people within the law enforcement agencies, such as the Department of Justice, to be giving you credible information. But if we don't even have people of integrity within these institutions that are willing to do the right thing for the sake of national security and national survival, well, then what makes you think that a congressman is going to stand up there and do the right thing? It is their responsibility to step up. They are the elected representative. They're not a, an appointed person that's sitting behind a walnut desk in the Pentagon somewhere. They have a responsibility to the American people to tell people what's actually going on, to do the research in your own offices. And if that means that's the end of your political career, if those useless hacks on the mainstream media are going to get up there and tar and feather you, then let them tar and feather you. Those people have no audience, none whatsoever. Hell, some of, some of the stuff that we do actually has a, better, a bigger audience than CNN. What the hell does that tell you? you know? And they have a, a worldwide audience on television every day, nonstop. If we're not holding these people in these offices, I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about people in the bureaucracy, in the intelligence services. If we're not holding them accountable, if we're not taking them to task 
If they're not doing their job to the best of their God-given ability, then they don't belong in there. People that have retired from the intelligence communities are now, some of them are actually coming out now, and they're saying, you know what, before, you know, speaking to current intelligence people, they said before, maybe you could have passed it off as well, you just simply didn't know what was going on. You know, speaking of the border or what's going on in DC or, or what's going on with the, you know, the Biden family or whatever. They could have just simply said, well, you know, we're not sure. But if you're knowingly in the intelligence services or in the Department of Justice, if you're knowingly turning a blind eye to this now, you're no longer an American citizen. I'm sorry. You're a traitor, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I, I don't I don't know where to go with all of that. I, I don't think the current rendition of the, the American people can can. I don't think they're capable of handling what needs to be done. Actually, let me let me let me rephrase that. I'm concerned that they are capable. They are to the point to where they can accept things that the, the uh, extreme actions that have to be taken. The problem is, is I don't know that they have the wherewithal to stand down when it's time. I'm not sure that, you know, because, uh, for example, the, uh, the, the, the audio you played there about the mayor and the, the, the previous riots back in the day, they stood down. After that, I well, did say I instructions. Know. He did say he said instructions. You yeah. shouldn't be in, in this case. You shouldn't be making a judgment call on your own. You should be given instructions. In other words, yeah. you're given instructions to deal with this problem because you're to uphold the law and you're to uphold order in the United States. You're to serve and to protect that community of people. You're also to follow the order to stand down when it's given. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is the government as a whole, I don't think has the capacity to stand down at this point in time. I don't, I don't think, think they, they have the capable. capacity. They don't have the capacity to take the step to put themselves in that position in the first place. That, that's fair. I, I, I don't disagree, but I'm, I'm just concerned that if you if you gave them that pass to use force like that, which is required, but if you gave them that pass, they would exploit that and it would bite us in the ass later. Well, I guess we let the looting continue. That's the problem. Either we let it continue yes. or we risk this. And that's mm -hmm. the problem. That's why I'm concerned we're in this situation to begin with, because it, it only benefits them for us to be in this, this scenario. Indeed. Well, this is the price we pay, my friend, for our inaction for so long. You know, I as I said, yeah. I don't see a way, you know, I, I mean, I've I've looked at the the rise and fall of, of civilizations in the past, and I don't see a way at this point, just through my own research. I mean, you can go back and you can, as the listener, you can go back and you can read the works of guys like Carol Quigley, who talked about the rise and fall of civilizations, wrote several books on it. Tragedy and Hope was one of them. Uh, the Evolution of Civilizations was another one. He was very clear on the paths that civilizations would take. And I don't see how at this point, I honestly, I, I don't see how we re recover. I, I don't. Because when we're at this point, when we're at this, this juncture of a civilization, I don't see how we go back. Now, there is another side to this. I'm not just speaking about the West. I'm also speaking about the East, you know, namely Russia and China. They're about to collapse too. Of course, we don't hear about that. All we hear about is how great they're doing. Yeah. They're about to collapse too. I truly do believe, and it doesn't give me any pleasure to say this whatsoever, I truly do believe that we're looking at a at a collapse of both East and West simultaneously. And I don't know 
how we can salvage part of it, if, if that makes sense. I, I don't know at this point. Now, that's going to require more research. That's uh, on my part. That's not saying that we we don't have a way to do it. I'm just simply saying that I don't believe at this moment that we have that we know of a way that we can. I mean, obviously, the, the human race will recover. Obviously, that I mean, yeah, obviously, sure. now, there is a, the human race there is will survive, a, but civilization yeah, won't necessarily. No, but there's a silver lining to this. The silver lining is is a couple of things. One, you're not going to have to worry about any of this this wokeness and all that stuff because all that's going to get cleaned out one way or the other. That problem is going to get fixed. Okay, that's number one. Number two, here in the West, mainly the United States and the United Kingdom. Okay, I can't speak much to, to us. The Aussies, maybe you guys can do this too. The Europeans, you're going to have to learn. You know, it's a terrible thing, but guess what? You're going to have to stand up and do this. We have the ability, in America especially, because we forged this, we have the ability to reorganize at the local level. We have the ability to set up councils of government and self-rule at the local level and project that power upward. We don't do things in reverse. We don't do things from the top down. We do things from the bottom up. The British, they can do this as well. They, at least, well, they have a top-down system, but they have the ability to do local rule by council. They do have local councils. We can reorganize. We can set up our own systems. We can set up our own agriculture. We can set up our own businesses. We can set up our own means of communication, our own means of trade. We know how to do this. It's inherent in what we do as Americans. This is what we understand. If you look to the Far East, if you look at the way that Russia and China have operated over thousands of years, they don't know how to do this. Most countries in Southeast Asia and in the Indo-Pacific don't know how to do this. We do. The Europeans have the ability to be able to do that. So therefore, if we are indeed looking at that type of a scenario, and I, again, I'm just throwing out kind of worst case stuff, we have the ability to be able to step up and start anew. We can fix this, but we're going to have to start with a clean slate and we're going to need real statesmen. None of these makeup artists that you've got up there in front of these cameras at these podiums and these jokers that were presented as elected officials to represent us on the international stage. That is coming to an end. One way or another, that is coming to an end. I do hope you're right uh, in, the, in the end, because um, it seems like seems like uh, we always end up in tyranny. Well, and it's not to say that that won't happen, you know, just for, a, for, for the sake of argument. It's not to say that that won't happen, at least on a limited, uh, on a limited time scale. But Let's look at it like this, right? You keep hearing the term over and over again about controlled collapse, right? Controlled collapse and, and controlled demolition, okay? Name me one time in history where that's ever actually happened. They've never actually had a full-blown collapse where they've been able to maintain control. And if you go back and you look at history, history is littered with unknowns. It's always the unknowns that make the difference that no one expected. So I don't take any of the things that are pushed by the World Economic Forum or anything that's pushed out of Washington or anything's pushed out of the Chinese Communist Party. I don't take anything they say to heart because it's always the unknowns and they cannot account no matter no matter what you put up there. I don't care if you have the most sophisticated form of artificial intelligence with the most advanced algorithms known to man, which they don't even exist because they're programmed by people with a bias. That's a joke in and of itself. You cannot predict the unknowns that take place. The human condition cannot be predicted. It never can be. Well, I mean, there's one thing that I, I think could be predicted. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think that's a uh... 
That's Again, a human condition. That is a human that, that, condition. That's guys. a human condition. Yeah. It's like greed. You know, we, we argue all day about greed, greed, greed. There's a reason it's one of the seven deadly sins. Mm. You cannot just beat that out of somebody. That's why we have a system in capitalism that exploits greed for the benefit of the people. That's why it, that mechanism, it, it understands and acknowledges that, yes, greed is a problem. But if you want to be prosperous, you want to be greedy, you want to have money, you have to produce a product that benefits people. That, that, that's kind of the, the system we had with capitalism. But because of this cronyism nonsense that we've had, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. All right, my friend, anything else you have today? I did have another article, but I need to find it because uh, someone had sent it to me and it was some, uh, I, I didn't get the chance to read into it, but apparently the UN was uh, calling for an, an acceleration of, um, well, the climate change nonsense and all of that, you know, the, the, and it was an interesting, just the, the numbers and everything were interesting because they were saying we need to accelerate over a seven year period. It was interesting because we're in 2023 and, mm -hmm. and you add the seven to the three that equals 10, which changes 2023 to 2030. It was just, yeah, just interesting timing, year. something, something yeah. about that year. I haven't quite figured it out yet. There's something yeah. about that year is yeah. supposed to be significant. Keeps, keeps popping up all the time. But anyway, um, yeah, the UN was calling for more climate change stuff and the U S was actually looking at jumping on board with this. And, uh, it, it's just, it's concerning when we have all the automotive, uh, you know, the riots with the automotive uh, industry and how they're going EVs and how Ford just canceled their automotive industry, uh, didn't cancel, they paused. The $2.3 billion battery manufacturing uh, facility there, and I think it was Michigan. Um, they put it on pause. That's yeah. interesting. You know, Volkswagen just did the same thing a couple of days ago because they they have this little problem. You know, that's the biggest auto manufacturer here. They they have this problem. They they just they don't have the demand for electric vehicles from the quotas that they were given to manufacture. Strange how that happened. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that uh, they they're um, basically being strong armed into making electric vehicles when there's no demand. It's kind of weird. Capitalism kind of has this supply and demand kind of a thing that when you know the the demand goes up not only does price go up for what's being demanded but you try to meet the supply to you know to keep the interest and in everything right you know it's it's almost like if you kind of look at the the climate agenda and you know you look at the costly wasteful useless lines of research and development um, that came out of the Soviet Union not just a small thing i'm sure uh, if you look at all of that and you kind of apply that to the crazies that have adopted that here in in the west it's you know it's almost like that our, our economies are being sabotaged it's almost like that's the case you want to shut down petrochemicals are you stupid have you lost your damn minds do you understand? This is why I say about the, the collapse of, of the West. If you shut down petrochemicals, and I mean as in the way they want to do it, if you shut it down, do you understand that our civilization will collapse and there is no avoiding it? It will happen. It's almost like that kind of fits in with the whole looting and rioting that we were just yeah. talking about. It, it, it's kind yeah. of how... Did you, did you mention that how many retail stores were closing uh, of just, I did not. Um, no, I, I did yeah. not. Retailers have lost $112 billion in the last 12 months. $112 billion just because 
of organized retail theft. Hmm. That, that's crazy. And was it uh, Target? I think it was. Was Target, it Target that yes. was closing? Uh, uh, they're closing and... not. Yeah, they're closing nine. I've actually got audio mm -hmm. of that. We'll get to that, and then we're going to have to end because we're uh, yeah. yeah yeah we're at time. Uh, but this is one of those times where we could do a you know an overtime thing, but we don't. Unfortunately, today we don't have the time. Uh, but this is what is going on with Target. Target announced that it will close nine of its stores, including the one on 117th Street in Harlem. The stores will shutter for good on October 21st. And as Fox 5's Arthur Chan reports, Target's blaming the closures on ongoing problems with theft and violence. I just come out of there. I got me some eggs, some bananas, some avocados. Anthony uses it for his groceries, and David is here for a birthday present. Uh, I just bought a little something for my for my son, who's his birthday today. Countless residents in East Harlem rely on this Target on East 117th Street, but now Target says it's closing this store in a matter of weeks, citing rampant shoplifting that threatens the safety of employees and customers. They come here, they steal, they steal, they steal, and I told them, they're hurting the neighborhood. This woman has worked at at this Target location since it opened in 2010. She asked not to be identified, but shared with us her frustration with shoplifters who often come in mobs emptying shelves. They thought they was being smart and everything running in, running out. Just disrespectful to this store. You understand what I'm saying? Just, just, they just disrespected the store to the tires. Now there's not going to be no more Target. Now what they're going to do? Now what's going to happen to this neighborhood? Surveillance videos like these routinely show brazen levels of criminal activity. Shoplifting on a large scale has become a national crisis, costing retailers over $112 billion in losses last year, according to a National Retail Federation survey. Target's East Harlem store is one of nine locations. It's closing nationwide, all for the same reason. Other locations include San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle. We may see other stores closing locations too, specifically in those big metro areas where, you know, the cost of rent is high. So it's really making a bigger impact on the cost stores. of rent is CBS. high. How about you say that are Democrat run? Just throwing that out there. Just the right is they're closing. Yeah. These guys are shoplifting left and right, and it's horrible. Not only is there a cost to this neighborhood, but this impacts all of the employees who work at this location. Target says they're going to try to absorb everybody into other Target stores. The residents here have some choice advice for shoplifters. Get a job. The lights will go out here permanently on October 21st at the Target in East River Plaza. Arthur Chuyen, Fox 5 News. I love the lady there at the end. Get a job. <laughs> Get a job. Uh, I also want to point out that th that was very, on Fox's part, that was uh, very concerning of the, the, the reporter they sent there because he's at risk of yeah. violence because yeah. the, the youths that were l looting there, it, well, they, 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 that demographic you know, typically does uh, assault. That nationality. Yeah, you you could see the lady that didn't want to be identified. You could see yeah. how frustrated and upset she was. And she has yeah. every right to behave that way. She has every right to do that. She's but, rightfully upset. But does this not fit what we were just talking about, about the uh, collapse 
uh, yes. the internal yes. fighting, the uh, yeah. yeah. This, when this when you get yeah, when in. you get to a point where when you get to a point where you're culturally where we are, you know, unfortunately, I'm I'm not trying to sound all doom and gloom here, but I, I'm just looking at facts as facts. I don't see a way that this can be turned around, not easily. Anyway, I'll just I'll, I'll put that out there, not easily. You go back and like I said, you go back and you look at history. You know, we're not on a good path. Uh, we're not on a good path at all. We're gonna have to go ahead and call this one done, my friend. It has been an absolute pleasure. We will see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening.